Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippi, and welcome back to That Trippi Show. This week, Ukrainian President Zelensky addressed Congress. How has Biden handled the crisis? And how do we fight the right-wing propaganda? Also, a union update, and even some reader questions if Alex gets us there. Alex, what do you have? I'll do my best. I, I think we do have to at least touch on Zelensky's speech to Congress. I know it's been all over the news. And by the time people listen to this, they'll have probably seen a lot of the takes. But, you know, one thing Zelensky said, and, and he kind of turned and essentially was speaking right to Biden. You are the leader of the nation, your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. And I mean, he it, he basically used his time to Congress to to just straight up appeal. I wanted your take and I wanted your take on Biden's response. Well, first of all, that was followed up this morning uh, with uh, his chief of staff saying that no president, uh, that, 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 that Joe Biden has done more to help uh, Ukraine than any other American president. I'm assuming you didn't see that on Fox News. No, it was on CNN. I think he was doing an interview. But the more the, you know, look. I mean, the, the reality is, and this gets into the propaganda stuff. I mean, the reality is that um, Donald Trump did more for Putin than all other American presidents, and Joe Biden, according to Zelensky's chief of staff, has done more for Ukraine than all other American presidents. Shouldn't be. It's a pretty simple choice there. Uh, look, I think uh, in the end, you know, the, Re the Republicans are now, I mean, first uh, you had Tucker Carlson, you know, saying, why shouldn't I support uh, uh, Russia? At, because I am. Uh, you had uh, Trump talking about, you know, the invasion. This is after the invasion had started about, you know, basically, you know, on the verge and in the early in early days saying how um, how savvy and genius uh, and smart Putin was uh, to, to do this. And now uh, they're saying he's not now they've all gone the other way. Biden's not doing enough, you know, all in sort of like a hey, Let's we, first we were for this thing. Now let's like try to to, you know, let's bungle into World War Three, which I think is the most important thing about what um, Solinsky said uh, about uh, president being world leader for peace. That is, I think, exactly what Joe Biden is trying to do and what he's done an excellent job of so far um, of not, you know, of doing everything without escalating um, that he can uh, to support Ukraine, that all the West can to support Ukraine, but to, but to avoid escalating into a World War III situation. I mean, um, that in the end, uh, if it's pulled off, will be uh, the world leader who got us uh, to peace. Obviously, Zelensky in the thick of it needs more support, is going to demand things that even he knows he can't get in the hopes that it gets some more of the things he can get, uh, whether it's javelins and, and drones. Uh, but that, that's, you know, so he's fighting a military battle on the ground and, and also a rhetorical battle uh, in terms of uh, motivating the world to Ukraine's cause. Uh, and I think, I think, you, you know, Putin has very few 
options, none of them good left. And Biden has given and, and the West collectively have done uh, a, a, a strong job of getting um, the, the weapons and supplies to Ukraine so that they can continue to fight their military battle there. But at the same time, Biden in the West has, you know, engaged in an economic war that has brought Russia's economy to its knees. The the one of the things that's that's happening today, as we talk about this, we'll see t- tomorrow. But um, suddenly today, there were a lot of flights um, back and forth to the Urals, uh, and a lot, a, a, an unusual number of flights from Moscow to the Urals, and an, an unusual number of flights from Moscow to Dubai. The flights to the Urals were back and forth, um, and I've been watching uh, Michael Weiss on Twitter. We'll put his handle in the in the show notes uh, and others' discussions about this. It's unclear what all that is about, whether it's an exodus of oligarchs and others uh, to safer uh, ground or, or even leaving the country, or, or whether they're, you know, it's a more ominous sign about elites to bunkers or safe havens um, because of where Putin intends to go. But this is a, you know, a critical period. Um, and I think Biden and uh, the State Department and our allies are trying to do both things at once. One, make sure Ukraine has everything it can to win the war, but also not um, do so without escalating, but do everything it can to bring Russia to its knees. Um, uh, and we'll see where that goes from here. But this is, um, you know, you can't call out Tucker Carlson, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, um, the people that are literally pushing uh, Putin and Kremlin TV talking points every day. It's just, uh, I mean, it, 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 there's just no words for it. Um, traitorous. Well, it's, it, it's, it's not, either that or get us into a war. I mean, it's like there's no, it's. Well, it's, even it's, that, though, is, you, you know, trying to make uh, Putin's madman theory uh, work for Putin. Right. You, you know, it's it's a really uh, it, just if there were ever a time um, for all of us to uh, l- look at what Joe Biden's doing and say, no, it's it's not too slow. It's not, you know, it's not that he's not doing enough. No, it's leadership, damn it. He's building a united coalition, calm, steady, building concerted and coordinated action across nations, forging agreement, bringing Russia's economy to its knees, strong, calm, steady leadership. That's America's Joe Biden. And that's the message that the world needs to hear, not this carping bullshit and Republican and Russian Putin talking points that so many on the right are doing every day. This is not the time to, 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 to continue the division that's going on, not at this moment when we need to be unified, the world needs to, and, and Putin needs to see, as he's seeing with the unity between the United States and our allies in Europe and beyond, uh, and you know, and maybe even China is starting to move um, 
behind this coalition. Uh, and we'll see that, see what happens there. But no, this is uh, really, I mean, you know, you compare uh, the brave uh, Russian woman, uh, news worker, who held up the no war sign, uh, you know, and risked 15 years in prison uh, to do so. Um, can you imagine that happening? And we've tweeted about this having, happening at Fox with a, a, a staffer there standing behind Tucker Carlson saying, no war, don't believe his lies, don't believe his propaganda. And, and by the way, the, the, the only uh, thing that worker would, fit, would, would face uh, with one, they'd be an American hero, uh, but two, uh, they'd be fired. That's it. Uh, no one, no one would be uh, faced 15 years in jail. Yeah, dragged off and arrested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think she's out now with a with a big fine. Um, I think probably because of the notoriety that uh, that you know that s sort of gave her uh, gave them some pause to to make a martyr of her. Uh, but any in any case, you know, she took that risk, and there's no one going to take that risk in the right wing media, uh, at, particularly at Fox News. Uh, although I wish some of my someone uh, my former colleagues uh, <laughs> would step up. You know, it, it seems like, and again, obviously Tucker's been starting to flip flop a little bit, but it seems like a lot of elected officials. He's not flip flopping a little bit. Yo yoing like, crazily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he'll be right back. At whatever the the thing that you, you know that that it's his audience. He's he's basically feeding them anything they want to hear to keep to keep the 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 eyeballs uh, that he'll puppet uh, Putin to do that is just amazing. It's beyond the pale. Put it not not Tucker then, but a lot of. Republican elected officials, you're starting to see all these strong statements in 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 support of Ukraine. What what do you make of that? Well, they're all because they they were all for it, and then they saw those pictures. They saw what all of us were seeing. They saw how appalled people were. How even their own base uh, had jaw dropping. What my God, what is Putin doing? They saw. A whole, you know, Putin's unfavorable, or you know, or, or is he the enemy? Is Russia the enemy? Those numbers went sky high in the United States, approaching, you know, eighty-five percent. Um, so of course, the same people uh, who saw uh, Trump try to hold up Zelensky and acquitted him for doing so, uh, and were fine with it. Uh, now have to, and who were for, you know, uh, mouthing Putin talking points about why, why Ukraine wasn't really a democracy uh, or, you know, or why Putin had legitimate reasons uh, to invade. All, all, so many of them, that's, where they, that's what they were, were doing. And then all of a sudden, they're in internal polls telling it. McConnell was out there basically after he looked at a, an internal poll saying, we're all going to get, you know, whacked by this. They started changing their tune. So I, I just think, you know, as John Harwood on Twitter said, it's easy for GOP lawmakers to support Zelensky now. The war is horrific. Constituents are upset. They can pressure a Democratic president 
Um, you know, and that's hard when it meant holding Trump accountable for delaying military aid to extort him for political favors. Uh, 247 of 248 wouldn't do that. Just Mitt Romney. So you have it's like it's easy now to do. Oh, wait. Uh, after we did all this, look the other way. Uh, didn't hold Trump accountable for uh, hold, upholding military aid to extort, uh, you know, extort them for favors. Um, after we cheered Putin's invasion on, um, now we can all do. Biden's not doing enough. He's he's uh, too slow. Uh, and the re and watch how many times you hear that. Um, and the reality is no. Um, Pulling a huge coalition and alliance forward step by step is a process of building consensus. It's, it's it, it, you know, it's it, it's our luck and our fortune that we have a president who has known all those leaders all those years, who still had enough trust with them, personal trust with them, that he could hold pull this coalition and alliance together after Trump had done so much to divide and destroy it. Um, but it's our fortune that he's been able to calmly and with steady leadership um, get the, the, the Germans to agree uh, to abandon North Stream 2, uh, which is a huge hit for them economically, uh, to get um, to all the economic pain that all the Western democracies are going to feel um, because of the, uh, and, and to get them to put all the sanctions on Russia and try to destroy the Russian economy and bring Putin to his knees. He's leading that. It's not a quick, oh yeah, push a button, uh, and, you know, uh, fix. And by the way, the all those you know arguing for a lot of things that might require pushing a button are insane. Um, it, you know we are we you know I had one of my my old track buddies Carl King, uh, who was the anchor on the Mile Relay, called me yesterday, and was really concerned about World War III. Um, I mean, he's somebody. We, were, we ran together in the 1970s, like 50 years ago. So we're both old, but. Um, I heard the alarm, you know, in his voice, um, and we all should be alarmed. We all should be worried about that and understand that I know there's no one I'd rather have in the White House today than Joe Biden to gauge how far we can go and should go and to be the one making the decisions, the really important decisions that can impact us all in ways we, you know, horribly could never, would hope never to imagine. Trippy, we got to move on, but I don't want to leave this podcast without hitting some of the, the really big news. Uh, this coming Monday, the 21st, we are rolling out the official launch of the union. There's a lot to talk about there. What do you want to hit? Well, I mean, look, um, this is pretty big. You know, we've all been talking about this. Uh, Alex and I and our guests have been talking about it for a, a month or two as we were building it and had the soft launch. Uh, we're up near 50,000 uh, Americans who have joined uh, the union uh, at 
by the way, jointheunion.us. For those of you who haven't done it yet, please do so and please tell your friends. But first of all, look, we're it, it's the official launch. We're going to be launching the new website and we'll be hosting a town hall to kick it off. The union's official launch week is starts on Monday evening at seven o'clock Eastern time. I'll be there. Maya May from We're Speaking is moderating and some of the great volunteers helping power the union will also join us. So don't miss it. You can RSVP at jointheunion.us slash town hall. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. But look, this is the... Uh, all this we've been talking about, the, there's a real fight uh, and that it's not right versus left. It's not Republicans versus Democrats. It's pro-democracy citizens versus authoritarianism and autocracy. Uh, and what I think, you know, we've been talking about is we're now, we're, you know, I think the invasion that Putin, you know, Putin's invasion in, in Ukraine a democracy where Zelensky got 73% of the votes in a, in a landslide, you know, it, it sort of makes the case, I think, that this authoritarian movement, it has been building for at least a decade, it longer, obviously, uh, you know, on the Putin side of things, but in the United States have been moving um, and growing probably for more than one decade. But my point is, it's the same thing. It's an authoritarian movement. It's why they they praise Putin. It's it's why they are, they align with him. Uh, now they have to take because we're still a democracy. They've got to dive for cover, uh, given what he's done. But it's the same thing. Uh, and I think the union is that pro democracy movement. We can defeat um, Trumpism, the authoritarians here, and he would love to take control uh, and, and take power for its own, their own use. And, uh, and I, but we gotta do it together. And that's a broad-based pro-democracy coalition, not just, not, a, you know, across the ideological spectrum and across parties, Republicans, former Republicans, independents, Democrats, joining together, putting their skills and their interests and their, uh, together in a way that can make a difference in every community in this country in November of 2022 and carry and keep building that movement into 2024 to make sure that this, the authoritarian, like the, the Jim Jordan is never the Speaker of the House and Donald Trump is not allowed back in the White House. There are millions more of us than there are of the authoritarian MAGA hats uh, and we we need uh, it, um, to make sure that we're organized, that we are, have a comms core to take on their disinformation, a tech core to build the tools um, that we all need to be active and to win in our communities, and, a, and an activist core that can organize uh, for get out the vote, for voter registration, a legal core, uh, that can help and support people like Mark Elias for legal fights that are going on out there and for, um, uh, you know, and to get court injunctions to keep polls open uh, where we need to, where there where there's impediments being thrown in front of us by uh, secretaries of state, 
or 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 you know uh, election officials in in states where they've made it all partisan. And on top of that, we need to go down ballot and make sure that we're people that the union is focused not just on the Senate and the House races, but on Secretary of State races, attorneys general, um, the places that really may decide uh, uh, in some in some of these jurisdictions whether votes are counted uh, or, or not. And, you know, Trump's already taken to quoting Stalin that it's not it's not. Uh, uh, who who votes and who it's who counts the votes and they're and they're doing a, a, a lot of that work. The union is going to combat. It's all of us combating. It's flooding the polls. Um, it's taking on the disinformation. It's creating uh, and building on what so many uh, people already done in in the courtrooms and our illegal fights. Um, attorneys can sign up to help there. But you, you go to the site, you fill it out. Uh, out the forms, and we're going to plug you in to where you can do the most good. All right. Uh, Joe, we do have time for two quick audience questions. Ron from Virginia wants to know, will inflation get under control for in time for it to matter in, in the midterms, or has the damage already been done? Uh, look, it's kind of interesting because uh, gas uh, oil prices have dropped uh, a lot uh, since the initial surge of uh, Putin's invasion, uh, but uh, but gas prices have not. Uh, that that kind of indicates uh, oil companies using this to 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 really take higher profits uh, for like, a little greed. No, not from oil from companies, right. not uh, them. <laughs> no. So, and the other thing is there the uh, interesting that the inflation actually declined a little bit. Um, in the last report uh, that came out about two days ago, I think it was fascinating to see because, like, I, I'm looking at headlines, uh, 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 a like a CNBC headline that said oil prices dip, uh, inflation doesn't grow as much as went grew less than thought expected, something like that, and there was like one that's that that was it, like there was no breathless reporting that right. you know gas prices are lower. Uh, so, uh, on the other hand, I also think that there is, uh, in a, you know, the, the Republicans are doing like, oh, yeah, well, it, this inflation was happening, started before Putin's invasion. Biden and the Democrats are trying to, uh, you know, shuck this off and blame it all on, on, on Putin. Well, first of all, and they they keep they point out that it, that gas prices were moving a month before the invasion. It, there's a couple of things. First of all, yes, there's there was inflation, and uh, anybody you know would would you know understand that COVID and the supply chain issues obviously created a lot of that um, that early that 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 thing. But the second thing, uh, which is disingenuous, is like look the markets knew that there were 130,000 troops on the Ukrainian border and building up during that whole month. The, the oil markets were already uh, digesting that and raising the price of oil as, you know, as they saw the risk of an invasion go up. So yes, that was Putin putting troops on the border caught before the invasion that created that inflation or the, you know, the, those price hikes. Uh, and then the invasion happened. I, I think now, uh, you know, the number of Americans who understand 
that what they're seeing in Ukraine and what those people are suffering, that they're willing, and they say so in polls, we'll see how it holds up, but they're willing to pay more at the gas pump uh, as part of our price um, for what Putin is doing. Uh, and also part of the price for taking, uh, uh, you know, bringing his economy to its knees by not uh, importing uh, or uh, and banning Russian oil. Um, those are all things that are going to, you know, make oil, uh, 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 you know, less uh, the capacity out there uh, uh, be less than, than than what it normally is. On the other hand, I think the administration is doing quite a bit to get countries to move uh, and increase capacity and uh, and to get it to where it needs to go, whether it's Europe or, 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 or you know, we're a net exporter uh, anyway. So I, I think that it, I think by the time we get to November, people will understand where these price, what what's moving these things. And by the way, we're not out of it yet. We're still going to do, there's going to be more sanctions. Putin is going to push back harder. And uh, and we don't know what China's going to do. Uh, and although I do think the administration's working there too, uh, to keep China off to the side or even to be helpful. And we'll see if that happens. But if it does, look, this is a reordering of the world right now that's going on. Joe Biden's leading it. Um, there are going to be disruptions that uh, will cause pain here at home. And we have to help figure that out, whether it's uh, getting rid of ta gas taxes or something to, to help those folks. But it's a price that uh, democracy uh, right now and protecting Ukraine is, 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 is and which was of no um, making of anybody other than, than Putin and his invasion. That's what did this. Um, and I, I think people will understand that. Okay, last quick one. Anne from Texas, and I think this question is going to be about Texas, uh, points out, Texas new absentee ballot restrictions resulted in the highest number of absentee ballots rejected we've ever seen, something like 13%. Normally, you see 1%, maybe 2%. She says it's clear voter suppression. What can we do about it? Uh, no, it is voter suppression. And what we need to do about it is to make sure as many people vote at the polls in Texas or that we give better, you know, that we provide instruction on what you need to do to successfully fill out an absentee ballot uh, in Texas. In the end, it's clear they're going to dang just about anything they can. Right. I mean, that's the whole the whole purpose. So uh, this is what I mean about the union and flooding the zone um, as you know, in Texas. Uh, members of the union organizers can be helping people who would normally form, you know, fill out absentee ballots, helping them get rights to the polls, et cetera. I mean, we need to make sure that we've got a plan to get our voters to the vote ballot box. And they've made it harder uh, to do that with absentee ballots. So the danger with what they're doing here, though, is you know, that's 13 percent of votes that were rejected. In other words, the ballots were actually rejected. Um, you can't go fix that after the fact, you know, three days after the election. Wait a minute. My ballot wasn't counted. No, we got to do that by getting them there early voting or on Election Day or making sure that people who are filling out these 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 ballots know how to do it. And that is complicated because it's it's asked. 
it's just crazy the information that they're asking people that you must have. And if you use like if you I think it, it, it correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but I think it's kind of like if you originally registered with your driver's license number, but then fill out your absentee ballot using your social security number, the numbers don't match, therefore your ballot's rejected. So if you filed 20 years ago to register with your driver's license, you have to register with that same driver, you know, ask for your ballot. It's a very screwed up thing, which is on purpose. So we have to, uh, I think the best way to do this is avoid, um, uh, you, you know, is particularly with um, with people who can get to the polls, target the, who are normally absentee ballot voters, make sure they get to the polls, make sure we have a plan to get and help them get there. Uh, with people who must have file absentee ballots, I mean, you know, somebody who, who's, uh, you know, doesn't have the ability physically or otherwise uh, to get to the ballot box, uh, I think we have to um, uh, find ways to help them make sure that they understand, educate them to make sure they understand what the, because uh, even I don't understand exactly how this thing works as much as I am not looking at it every day, but uh, it, you know, even I can't figure out, uh, I'm not sure I would fill one out right, uh, or at least, fill it out in a way that it couldn't be dinged and, and challenged or rejected. So uh, that's what we, uh, yeah, I think it's a very good question and we need to, um, and that's again, another reason the union in Texas, union members um, can work on. Well, Joe, that's just about all the time we've got this week. Okay, thanks, Alex. And thanks for listening to That Trippy Show. We'll be back next week. If you're listening this to... If you're listening to this before Monday the 21st, there's still time to RSVP to the Union Town Hall. You'll see me, Maya May, and a few of the 45,000 volunteers that are making this pro-democracy coalition so powerful. And the one thing I, I hadn't pointed out, the entire union, well, everything that we've built there has been done with volunteers. Um, it's not been, uh, you know, something that's been, you, you know, with consultants or any of this is all volunteers building this thing um, kind of in the tradition of what we tried to do in the Dean campaign back in the day you can read you can RSVP at jointheunion.us slash town hall and of course please subscribe to that trippy show leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen and please um, tell your friends about our show and and uh, maybe pass on a, a link to the next podcast or this one you can always send us a question to that trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question in iTunes in the, in the review section of iTunes. We'll see you next time. Uh, keep up the fight, folks. I am Anthony Scaramucci, and you may know me from my career on Wall Street or my 11 days in the White House. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'll tell you, if you read books, you can. I love to read, and my new podcast, Open Book, is about just that 
Each book is this curated source of knowledge, which we can buy for $10 and digest in 10 hours. Together with some of the brightest minds and authors out there, I'll turn the pages on everything from history and psychology to finance and tech. You can find Open Book with Anthony Scaramucci on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.